not not yet. Not yet. Yes. Okay. Let me let me do this. Share. Okay. Now we can see. Can we see? It? Yes, oh, we can. Thank you. Well, as 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 uh, Joe has mentioned, some of the things that we'll be looking at, I think Reverend uh, Pumzile has mentioned them, has, and many other speakers have said certain things that are relating to happiness and harmony in our marriages. It is a very difficult journey, especially where we are today, where we have so many crises after crises, challenges after challenges for our couples. Very important that we continue speaking, that it is possible. It is possible to have a happy and a harmonious marriage, even in these difficult days that we are in. We'll read some scriptures together as we interrogate the topic so that we can be able to understand. And I would request um, Reverend Pango to read some of these scriptures for us. Quickly, if you can, my sister, uh, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 9 up 10, and uh, Philippians chapter 2. This is the foundation, the base of our discussion as we enter into these uh, uh, situations. It is possible to live a happy and a harmonious uh, life in marriage with the help of God. Uh, Sister Pang, would you please read for us? Um, Romans 12, verse 9 to 12, 9 to 10. Um, it, it, it reads as follows. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. Thank you. These scriptures, I think you have heard many speakers, even in this platform, speaking about them. Many speakers have talked about this. Love must be sincere. And we must try, by all means, to hate what is evil and cling to what is good. These are scriptures that we're going to be using even today, today the, the, the institution of marriage is now under a, a, a very difficult uh, stage and, and, and never before in our history. Because technology, a lot of things that have happened, they have divided our families. Concentration is not only between the two people. There's so much demand that 
the family or the marriage or the couple must be looking at. There's much pressure today, so much stress and strain upon family life. Hence, it is imperative, very important, that we look to what Paul says, love must be sincere, and we must hate what is evil and cling to what is good. What we have in our marriage, we have not married angels. We have married people who are fallen. They are not perfect human beings. They have their weaknesses and, and failures. So it is, it is upon us to understand that without the help of God, without him helping us, we may have challenges to, to continue striving for unity, love, and happiness. Couples have to be ever on the edge, alert against things which tend to hinder the success of their marriage. Two people who love each other can make a success of marriage irrespective of many hindrances. As I speak, we may have so many hindrances in our journey. We may have some setbacks, but tonight our prayer is that we may understand that it is possible. It is possible. It is possible for us to have a happy and good marriage. So marriages are under attack. They are everywhere are under attack. And we need, I'm not going to talk about what causes that, but I'm going to spend time looking at what can we do to bring this harmony and, and happiness in, in our marriage. The definition of happiness and harmony, um, according to Fawn Favor, is saying happiness is, is in marriage is a moment-by-moment choice. It is, it is every day making choices that are going to bring forth this kind of happiness that we are looking forward to. No one will bring this to us. It is incumbent upon us as married people, moment by moment, a decision to love, a decision to forgive, a decision to grow and grow order together. Happiness is possible when we make decisions or choices, a choice to love, forgive, and grow together. And this is key for us as we begin to deal with this. The word harmony comes from the Greek word harmonia, literally meaning an accord or an agreement. When a couple is in agreement, then it ought to express at every every level. So we need to strive to do this. How? Those are the questions that we're going to be answering uh, together tonight. So a couple that is Christ-focused, a husband that is Christ-focused and a wife that is Christ-focused, they all depend on God as a source. And hence, this triangle explains why harmony cannot come when a husband or wife, they are self-focused. A husband and wife, when they are all Christ-focused, harmony, intimacy, oneness, 
happiness, transformation begins to take place. You see, if you look at this, I don't know if you can see this. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see the pointer lab? Yes, we can see. If, if you look at the distance between the wife and the husband, there's quite a long a distance. But the moment they are going towards God, all of them, they depend on God, all of them, there's this source, there's this glue that brings them together. So in a Christ-centered marriage, the husband and wife are both Christ-focused. They are living dependently upon God as their source. And they are experiencing Christ-likeness flowing between them. The result is increasing harmony, intimacy, oneness, happiness, and transformation. So the, the focal point for all of us, if we need, if I desire, if this is what I want in my marriage, if I become a husband who is Christ's focus, I love the things of God, and my wife loves the things of God, then we all depend on him, then this marriage begins to be seen to introduce itself, these kind of things we're talking about. So marriage is not a noun, it is a verb. That is what Barbara Day Angel says. It is a verb, it is not a noun. It is something you do. It is the way you love your partner every day. So if we need to inculcate in us this kind of understanding, we need to understand marriage is not a noun. It is a verb. It is an action that I make every morning, an action that I make every noon, an action that I make every day so that I love this person with all that I have. So we have to, to make it a point that we deliberately move out of our comfort zone to be a person who will prove or reveal this kind of understanding. Marriages are under attack, hence it's very important for us to go through this together. George M. Yvonne and Levy said, a happy marriage is a selfless journey in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. A happy marriage is a selfless journey in which the happiness of another person is essential to your own. Hence, it is imperative, very key, for us as married people, scripture says, Philippians, we have read that we should not have the ego to love ourselves. Let us love other better than our, ourselves. So a deep and happy relationship cannot be built only when husband and wife live as equals in dignity, not necessarily equals in age knowledge, experience, or function, but equals in self-determination where choices replace domination. That is what Victor Sells says. So we need to have differently. Yes, we have a husband and wife, 
But listen, we need to understand our ego is in self-determination where choices, the choices I make on daily basis replace my dominancy. That's what 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love goes beyond this. It is not about me. It is about the other person. It forgives. It doesn't keep things for, for wrong. So I want us to understand a big step in the right direction is taken when a husband and wife realize that happiness just doesn't happen. It does, does not happen like that. That they will have to work at the, the, the task of love and marriage. So in our day in, day out living, happiness will not just come if we don't work uh, on it. Each must be more interested in the other partner than in oneself. This is the basis for a success and happy marriage. Matthew chapter 7, 12, and Philippians, which Muruti has read, talks about it. If we need to grow, if we need to understand, if we want happiness in our relationship, the secret, therefore, is we need to think of the other uh, compared to ourselves. Now, this is also a graph that shows a self-focused marriage. This is where the challenges begin as we are under pressure as couples. This is the challenge because slowly but surely we begin to have a self-focused source. We begin to focus on self. Those who have stayed long, the the intimacy is no longer there. They explore the weakness of the other compared to the strength. A self-focused marriage where a husband is self-focused, a wife is self-focused, they live independent from God as their source. This is where we are today. There's so much pressure so much pounding over our relationship so that we begin to think fleshly and we begin to think selfishly. And by doing that, we begin to cope, covert or over conflict in our marriages because we have a challenge. A lot of marriages that are going through difficulties today, we have a tendency of looking inside self-focus. So in a troubled Christian marriage, the husband and wife are for the most part both self-focused. They are living independent from God as their source. They are depending on themselves as the source and they are experiencing each other's fleshly behaviors flowing between them. The result is increased coping. You are in that relationship because of just coping but everything has been thrown out. You are over, there's so much happening. And this is why we need to understand that we need God in this situation. The key to harmonious relationship is to put self to death and to regard others more highly than myself. And this is very difficult for us as couples to think highly of my wife compared to myself, or think highly of my husband compared to myself. The source of quarrels and conflict, according to James chapter 4, 
the cause of all divorce, and according to Jesus, is the hardness of heart. So when I become the focal point, I focus on myself, I don't focus on the other person, then quarrels, conflicts, they begin to emerge in our relationships. Alexander Macklin put it this way, to live to self is the real root of every sin as it is of all loveless life, to live to self. When it's all about me, it's all me, me, I, and myself. It's all about me every time. This begins is a root of every sin. If we want harmonious relationship, each of us must confront self and put self to death and live to build up others, according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. So I hope hope we we are going there because this is why it's, it's key for us to understand. It must be noted that happiness and harmony cannot be brought by material possessions or how much money or a family has or how many comforts unless there is love. There are scriptures to this, so this, this presentation will be sent to the panels they will share with all of us. So it must be noted, nothing can bring harmony and happiness except that we love, except that I die to self. I look at my wife, I look at my husband, I value my husband, I value my wife more. Possessions they come and go. And possessions at times they become the conflict of our relationships. The real foundation stone for a happy marriage is love that is genuine, according to the scriptures, first John chapter 4, verse 21, Colossians 3, 19. Those are what we have to do. I want to rush to where I want to begin to deal with the, the how. When two years knit together by a common faith in God and take God seriously and allow him to be the center of their lives, happiness and harmony will eventually take root in their marriage. When we allow Christ to be the center, then happiness and harmony will begin to emerge. A successful marriage requires falling in love many times. Always with the same person. If we have to be successful, we need to fall in love with the same person many times. But a study has been made some time back that a couple, couples were somewhere and they were given some questionnaires and they, one of the question was, would you marry this person for the second time? And the answer, I don't want to mention it, but it, it was a not a good answer to so many women who were in that um, uh, seminar. Will you marry this person again if you are given another chance? And many said, I would think twice. But all we are saying is when we begin to fall in love, yes, we have mistakes. Yes, there are challenges in our journey. But fall in love with the same person again and again. The success of marriage comes not in finding the right person, but in the ability of both partners to adjust 
to the real person they inevitably realize they married. So if, if you know, we know that we are not perfect. We, we have challenges. A successful marriage comes not in finding the right person, but in the ability of both partners, both partners, to adjust the real person they married. So steps to bring happiness and harmony. This is where I want to spend some few times together. So the, the, the scholars, they say, try to understand your mate. Try to understand your friend. Try to understand your wife. Try to understand your husband. I, I don't know if Mfundi Spangu corner up. Are you around? Yes, yes, yes. Can, can read yes. for me that. Proverbs 24, uh, verse 3. Uh, Proverbs 24. Um, it reads as, as follows. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Okay. By wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. If we have to establish what we are looking for, we need to try to understand our mate, understand your wife. Somebody said these ways, understanding a person is half the solution to any difficulty which may arise with him or her. Trying to understand a person is half the solution. If I understand the weakness, the strength of my wife, I have answers. I have, have, have solutions within me because I do understand. If one completely understands another, has the key to his actions, moods, and attitude, and even his silence. A wife comes from work or a husband comes from work. When you understand your partner, you have half the solution. When he comes with silence in the house, when he comes with an action, you look at the actions, you look at the mood in which he's in. Understanding your partner solves half of the problem. But at times we don't have time to understand. We we don't find time to understand. We can even make things worse by moving the weakness of your husband or wife, push it to the extreme. Perhaps the golden key to the happy marriage life is key of simply Do you understand your husband? Do you understand your wife? If I do understand, I have solved half of the problem. In her action, in his moods, in his attitude, I I know when they come in the house, I'm able to to relate. But if I don't understand, I have a, a bigger challenge on my plate. Make a list of the areas in which you feel you need to be better understood as as a spouse. Make a list. I need you to understand me in these areas. You see, we are looking at harmony, happiness in the marriage. Number one principle is understand 
your partner? How well do we understand each other? When he's silent, when he's talking, do we, are we able to understand that? It's key for us to be able to do that. Communicate openly, honestly, authentically. This is also one way of us to understand, to bring harmony in the family or in a couple. Good communication is essential to a harmonious relationship. When we are open, honest, this helps, it brings harmony. And learn how to communicate well from a place of kindness, respect, and compassion. You want to communicate, but learn to communicate well from a place of kindness, respect, and compassion. We, we, myself and my wife, we've been married for 33 years now. Uh, and uh, if you ask me, has it been easy? Uh, I will tell you, we have struggled. We have hit certain things we've learned as we were going on because at times we did not understand each other. So uh, as we grow together, I begin to understand my wife and she understands me. And communication is openly, honestly. When she's hurting, she will come and tell me exactly how she feels. And when I'm hurting, I'll kindly, respectively, compassionately do that. Express your need and desire in a non-confrontational way. These are principles that can bring harmony uh, in our relationships. Um, the other principle is be reasonable in your expectations of each other. Romans chapter 12, verse 10, we've read that. When we are unreasonable in your expectations, you are not doing good. You are bringing more confusion. Our expectation of each other should gear to our knowledge of each other. Because I know my wife, I know my husband, therefore my expectations should be reasonable. If my expectations are very high and your spouse is somewhere there, you are not going to bring harmony that you're looking for in this relationship. So be reasonable in your expectations. Couples know more about the weakness and shortcoming of each other than anyone else. But you know what? This is where the challenge is. You know my weakness. You know my shortcoming. But guess what? Guess what? And yet they tend to expect more of each other from, than from anyone else. You know this he can't do. He, he can't do A, B, C, D. She can't do A, B, C, D. But your expectations are so high and yet you know the weakness. So if we have to make sure that we understand, we bring the harmony and happiness in our relationship, be reasonable in your expectations of each other. Think twice before making unreasonable demands of one another. There are so many demands that we press on each other. But be, be think twice. If you know the weakness of your partner, 
you know the strength of your partner be reasonable in the way you you push your demands put yourself in the other's shoes put yourself in somebody if this has to be done to me he knows that i'm not able to do this but he's saying i should do it then that becomes a challenge to to the family as we continue doing that i think you have heard this so many times if we want harmony in our homes happiness no do not criticize each other publicly do not do that and once we do that we bring division between or amongst ourselves so attack the problem not each other you have heard these comments many times do not criticize each other publicly attack the problem not each other don't throw your feelings at your spouse we need to be careful about that stay on the subject the subject is this and stay on that don't don't bring things that you know they are not going to build or bring harmony uh in the relationship so uh offer solutions as one of them when you are wrong admit it when you are right please keep quiet when you are wrong admit it and when you are right please just keep quiet you don't need to put salt in the wound and say yes i told you i i told you that you don't do no 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 you keep quiet if if the decision has been made and you wanted to go this side and your wife wants to go this side and you as a man you say no i want us to go this route and where you have gone things have become a mess your wife should not say eh i told you i told you not to go there no 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 you see when you are wrong admit it and when you are right just keep quiet just keep quiet he will come back to you say hey are, i wish i wish i wish i heard you when you said this thing so many times we 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 want to put salt on the wound yes i told you that we don't need to do that fight as one you have heard these principles if we want harmony in our marriages together let us fight let us not fight each other let us make sure we do this together marriage is a bond of oneness we need to do that unfortunately many couples have allowed tensions and differences to force them apart marriage we fight as one not uh, dividing us our honest disagreement is not sign of lost of love when you disagree it is important to disagree it's not a sign of lack of love it's just we need to understand this is what god is uh, this is what have to deal with right now both husband and wife must refuse to allow disagreement to drive a wedge between them we need to understand i if i need harmony in my house if i want happiness i don't need a disagreement that we did in the morning to drive a wedge between us emotionally somebody said this things very important an emotional when something has happened an emotional thing uh, still stands there you you didn't speak well in the morning 
a husband goes for work, he's still thinking how to respond to you when he comes back in the morning. He's still angry with the disagreement. You see, we need to understand both husband and wife must refuse to allow disagreement to drive a wedge. But if we don't, we will have challenges. There will be no peace and harmony in our homes. There are enough tensions pulling against us without further interest. This pulling together is greatly helped by each other taking a keen interest in the other. So we need, we need to have an understanding. If we have a disagreement, it's normal, but don't allow that to drag you further away from from your spouse. Talk things over. You have heard these principles. Little is gained by silence. Besides, it only serves to build up emotional pressure, which may either erupt in a blast or damaging. Hello? Hello? Sorry so talk things over silence sometimes we treat each other with silence i come in the house i'm i don't want to talk about anything quiet the wife is trying to reach out or the husband wants to reach no 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 I, i need a quiet moment and yet inside you're not quiet inside you are talking volumes and volumes there is war, tsunami is, is happening in the heart. But when you see your partner, you want to say, no, I think I just want quiet time. There's no quiet time. Talk things over when things are not right. Never allow a problem to go on without being settled. This only builds up the steam and provides attention. Let us not allow things to fall apart. No one will bring unity or harmony in our homes. We need to be mindful of these things that we're talking about. And the other principle is treat your partner with courtesy. Treat them with respect. Yeah, treat your wife with respect. Always be gentle and courteous to to your mate. But studies also have revealed that you find that a wife or a husband is more catches to another woman or another man, not the wife. The way he speaks or the way she speaks to this other person is very gentle, but come to the wife. It's, it's just rough. It's, the voice is rough. Ooh, the, the, this tension. Treat your partner with courtesy. Treat your partner properly, both in private and public. And also, why is it that many husbands is so nice to other women and girls and seems never to remember to be thoughtful to the wife? So it's easy at times we are driven by other things, but learn to treat your partner with courtesy. He is so patient. At times we are so patient with other people, not patient with our spouses. Very patient with somebody else. But your wife, oh, in Siswati they say, Nyanza leyo. 
It's, it's, it's just telling. You are so patient with other people, not your wife, patient with other ladies, patient with other men, yet your own. I don't know in, 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 in Pango's language what it means, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a phrase in Saswati that's in Yanzale. Joe, can you help me? What is in Yanzale in, 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 in your language? Matata fela. Yeah, matata fela. Matata fela, matata fela. Because you see, it's easy for me to be patient with other people, not my wife, not my husband. I speak tender with other ladies, not my wife. I speak tender with other men, not my, my husband. And this is how, if we can learn to treat our partners with courtesy and remove matatatela, matatatela, matatatela. If we remove that, it shall be well with us. It shall be well. So the other practice is the golden rule, which we all know is, is to love, love, do unto others. Never ask your partner to do what you are unwilling to do yourself. Never do that. And each should consider the circumstance of the other under which a request is made. So you see your friend is stressed up and then you bring with all these requests. You want them to be done now. No, 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 no. You need to consider the circumstance surrounding, surrounding your, your request as you look at your partner. These form the background of the reply or response. When you analyze, you consider the circumstance of the other under which a request is made, it becomes the form, the background in which the reply will come. Because if you didn't mind of the circumstance, the reply will be either negative or positive. Be loyal to each other. Another point, we need to be loyal. We are talking about how do we harmonize? How do we bring happiness? There is, in fact, no other sure foundation. It is a fatal mistake for a man or to suppose that wealth, money, pleasure, special privileges, and the like will bring happiness to a wife. No. One can give everything else but himself, and there will never be real happiness. You see, we need to be loyal. We need to love our, 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 our wives or our, our husband. We need to do that. It's very, it's imperative we do that. It is this giving of oneself to the other which fills each other with diligence. Loyalty binds two together in a sense of unity, which nothing else will do. Loyalty requires the cooperation of two determined to keep themselves for each other. Loyalty is an attitude as well as an act one can be ever so loyal outward, but he or she is disloyal inward. And this is why we need to be aware. Let us love. Love must be sincere. Let us be genuine in, in looking at our spouses uh, as we look into that. The other thing that we need to understand, I think you have heard this many times, um, is master your financial matters. If we want to bring harmony in our homes, money, 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 money is a challenge. If you don't manage it very well, there will be no harmony in the house. There will be no harmony in the house. So master your financials well. 
live within one's income, don't go outside that, develop a budget system, very important, learn to live without going into debt, very, very important, and then also learn how to shop for bargain, less expensive food and clothes, this is very key. Learn to save some out of each paycheck if possible, very, very, very important. So we need to master the finances that we have. Then number last is take Christ to your home. Revelation chapter 20, I'm knocking at the door and if you allow me to come in, and so true marriage happiness, true marriage happiness is in its most beautiful and full meaning, rest upon a correct relationship of both mates to God through Christ. When a person are not peace, are not at peace with God, they are much likely to be no harmony in the home. When Christ is a pilot of life's boat, one's need have no fear, he will see that each world becomes a crest to higher and final things. So basically, I think what I wanted, I was given just an hour or less to bring these things that we can have if there are other questions or comment that we can look at. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Moroti Pango, for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Ankata. Uh, it has been a, a, a very uh, great teaching. We've learned a lot today. And without uh, wasting time, we're going to open uh, for uh, questions or any any discussion that people would like to, um, yeah, questions, questions, questions time, yes. Yeah, so, so you may raise your hand and we will recognize you so that you may comment or question. You may also type a chat message and then we, we can read it. Um, as, as you're waiting for hands to be raised, um, thank you so much, Doctor. It was really eye-opening. Um, and very, very comprehensive. We were taking lots of notes and we appreciate the presentation, which we will also, as usual, share uh, with everyone so that uh, we can continue um, watching that. And also on, on YouTube, the message is, is, is also there. Then we can always check up on that. I am not seeing any, any, any hand. Um, anyone who would like to comment or raise any, any question? Uh, that is the purpose of Zoom, that um, you are able to build on what the doctor was saying and to question it and so forth. I mean, for me, some of the things that I, I, I took away, um, I mean, Muruti has been married for 33 years and he was very open that even though the topic is happiness and harmony in marriage, um, it does not mean that it was always smooth, um, you know, so he survived and he has conquered and has enjoyed the 33 years, um, but it was not always just, um, as we say in South Africa, pop and place. Um, and also the quotation that really knocked me out as we were waiting for more questions was where he said that success is not in finding the right person, but a successful marriage comes in adjusting to the person that you've married. So when you realize that you've already made your decision and you've chosen this person and you must live with this person and you adjust to them, that's when success will come. 
and success is not um, in 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 marrying the right person necessarily, but it's in adjusting to to the one that you have. And um, there was also this oxymoron that uh, he said, which is very funny, that um, when we know the weaknesses of our partner, we still demand more. So we know that you're not good at this thing, but we still want you to be good at that thing. And we know that you've never been able to do it in the last whatever years you've been married, but we, we still want you to, to be good at that. Um, and also... This one, I think, is for the ladies uh, where he said that when you are wrong, admit it. But when you are right, just keep quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying it's for the ladies, but uh, uh, it's also for the chance that when you are right, you don't have to remind uh, the driver that I told you 10 left or 10 right. So so these are some of the gems. But of course, I think when we go through the presentation that is there, uh, there'll be many more questions that um, will um will come out. And of course, the key one, if you are given the opportunity to marry this person again, would you uh, take that opportunity or not? So so that I think is also another um, question that, I mean, you know, I, I think we, you can discuss that with your partner before you sleep tonight and, and, and hopefully remedy the situation whilst you still can. Yeah, I'm not sure if if uh, I see that day, Taba, you are also there. So I'd like to recognize you to maybe pass a comment or a question, uh, because the purpose of Zoom is that all of us can be able to to communicate and and ask questions and 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 so forth. And take a Taba. So um, uh, let me allow you to unmute yourself. Yeah, I think now you can un unmute yourself and perhaps uh, comment or question. Thank you, Ntatapao. Yeah, so for me, it's just a comment to, to really appreciate the men of God uh, for sharing so much wisdom and practical uh, lessons and uh, tips to, to apply. I think it's on the back of the 33 years of, of, of experience in marriage that one can really appreciate the value in the lessons that um, Muruti has shared. So for me, I'm really humbled for the opportunity. So thank you so much, Muruti, for sharing with us um, all of that. We have listened, we've taken notes, and yeah, definitely looking forward to, to apply. Thank you, Ndadapa. I think, thank you so much, Sam. Um, no, definitely. So the question that was really asked was... Um, um, is it possible to have happiness and harmony in marriage? And uh, with the presentation that Muruti has made, he's been working hard to show us uh, that not only is it possible, but this is exactly how um, that can be handled. Uh, I see you also are there and you are planning to, to, to comment or ask a, a question. Uh, but before I go to you, yeah, so so um, uh, go ahead and, and ask the question. Okay, I should go ahead. Okay, my wife said I mustn't put her on video, but I thought, look, I mean, this is a... Uh... <laughs> 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 Yeah, and I'm with you on the, um, you know, 
when you write. <laughs> I'm fully supportive. So yeah, thank you so much. It's an absolute privilege, um, you know, to be part of this. I think, you know, um, a very good message all around and thanks to the doctor. Look, I think, you know, for me, um, what caught my attention was just the death uh, of self, you know, and I think, you know, just, you know, uh, uh, you know, just listening through the presentation, uh, you know, these are very good words, good advice. And um, I'm just wondering in my mind that when, because we could both know what needs to be done, but, you know, uh, just admitting, because I think at times, um, I think we know when we are wrong. Um, but I mean, there's just this barrier in between, um, like pride or something along those lines. And um, instead of saying what we need to say, we tend to go around the mountain 40 times like the Israelites, right? <laughs> uh, before really, you know, getting to the point. So I, I think really where uh, the rubber hits the road is where um, we really get to find modalities mechanisms you know to put this to you know to fruition you know where um you know we put god at the center and you know we drop the self but i think you know um there's a need you know to be supported uh, because it takes a whole lot of maturity i would imagine an effort you know to get to that so yeah but i really you know enjoyed you know the message just maybe some commentary on how if you know you're coming from a path um where there is self-focus to where now there is death of one um because you both agree that's what you need to do but you're not really sure on how to get back on the dry path yeah i hope you know uh it makes sense yeah yeah, no, no, th- thank you so much. Uh, I think we noted the question. We appreciate also the inputs uh, and the empathy. So we'll ask Tate Mama Wolo to, to also perhaps help us with the, the question on the chat and maybe any other question. Then uh, Dr. Nkata will, will then respond to what you just said, Tate uh, Pahele, and also the question that has been raised there. Yeah, over to you, uh, Mr. Mama Wolo. Thank you. Uh, I think he's on mute. Maybe you might have to help us then with this question. Um, we have another question here on the chat uh, for Dr. Ankata. What are the challenges that Dr. experienced, mainly uh, highlights in his marriage, and how did he overcome Thank you for the beautiful topic. Uh, it's from Tabang Malachi. Yes. Over to you, Doctor. Well, that's that's a bigger one. That's a bigger one to to <laughs> indicate what, what we have gone through. But in a nutshell, I think we had some challenges also in communication. Challenges, you see, a lot of things that you you get into. Uh, a relationship maybe without proper guidance, um, a lot of misunderstanding. I remember when we just started, when I would get angry and she's angry, you know, the seat would do, I would write things down on the table, 
write what I feel, I talk, I talk, I write, write, I leave it on the table. She reads, she reads, also she writes, 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 she leaves it on the table for me to read. So it, it was somehow, you know, before I say things, I see what I want to say. Is it going to be hurtful? Is the tone all right? Is this going to be meaningful for my friend? So that was our early stages where we began to understand each other. Okay, now she's angry and I'm angry. And how do we manage this? And that was a mechanism that we used then. But as we, we outgrew that, we began to see each other and talk about any differences that we had. And it was not from a confrontational point of view, but in this respectful understanding each other better as we are doing that. Yes, the journey has been, in any journey, you have ups and downs. You have good days, you have bad days. And um, we thank God that he has allowed us to be where we are. And one thing we didn't do much was we didn't turn our bedroom to be a courtroom. We didn't, we didn't turn our bedroom to be a courtroom because that was going to be more, more devastating. So we, we understood that we have differences, but let us see how we can cross them as they come. So basically, I think the journey has been with grace, God being with us. I can testify if it had not been with the Lord, I don't know if we are going to make it today. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Mamabolo. Thanks, thanks very much. I was struggling to unmute myself, probably the technology. Um, uh, mine is not really a question, but um, just to comment, I think the, the lesson is quite important, that especially for for us who are very young in, in, in marriage, um, especially in terms of understanding uh, each other as, as, as couples, because it is true that, uh, you see, when you are new, there are so many things that you, you don't understand about each other. And, uh, and, 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 and many a times is, is there, there's always issues around how we talk to each other. Uh, which creates the, the 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 problem, and I think the the man of God has touched on those issues to say. Uh, sometimes you you find it easy to talk to someone else, but you can't talk to your own spouse. So as a consequence, that in itself is a recipe for 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 a disaster. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with my wife, so we were talking earlier when when they were talking about. Um, uh, I think I think they were talking about the expectation. She was saying <laughs> she was saying to me that it will end in tears if if the expectations are so high. That <laughs> so I don't know whether she does that was in reference to me that maybe she has she has so many so much expectation. But I think it, it's important to say. As, as for for uh, like they say, Sipedi way that says Monato I get it. I think for 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 a person to to enjoy your person, the two of you must then agree on how you you are you 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 will work together because otherwise there's no formula. If the two of you cannot agree on anything, it will always be difficult for you to 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 work together. The Bible says unless the two agree, they cannot work together. So. We are grateful for these lessons, and I 
I think my wife is is also saying to me, Mr. Mamabolo, maybe those expectations, uh, I, I will look at them. But I guess the man of God has helped that we need to moderate them as well. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you so much, Mr. Mamabolo. Maybe now we might just want to cross over to, to Swaziland um, for some other comments there. Um, um, I see there's a nice comment in the cut box from uh, Sfiso Tsabedze um, saying that, uh, thank you so much, Dr. Nkata, such a powerful lesson. Um, I'm not sure if there is any other person who may want to say something. I see Dr. Ngosi, you are there. Um, I see Sandy Legwebu at the Madalani family, you are also there. Um, anyone who would may want to comment or, or ask a question? Um, Uh, I think there was also a a, a question from um, um, Mr. Mpathele that the the issue of self, um, how does one get back on track uh, if you find yourself, you know, um, not thinking uh, for the other pe- for the other person yes. Thank you, thank you for that. I think we we need to be mindful that we are self-centered people. We 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 need to know that we it's all about us many times. And when when, uh, when you have died to self, you need to remind yourself many times when self wants to come up and react and you need to to tell regulate that and say no 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 i died from this i i don't think i i need this now especially when there's a, a debate there's exchange of words there's the tempers are rising uh, be mindful that self want keep quiet self would want to come up and 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 just say things a peace of mind. Let me just give her a peace of mind. I'll just give her one or two words. Or let me just speak. So you see, you need to ask the Spirit of God to help you when there's a, this heated conversation and you feel your heartbeat is racing, your heartbeat is changing. You need to ask God for help because that is the key. Self will never keep quiet. Self will need to respond even when you don't want. No wonder in the discussion you say, when you don't regulate that, it will burst. It will just come up when you less expect it. It will just say things which you cannot correct tomorrow. Because once words that come out, it's difficult for, for you to retrieve. So I think it's, it's self, we need to, to be sensitive. When especially your heartbeat changes, you see that you're getting angry, you need to be mindful of of this. I had a certain system in my mind to work. Uh, Whenever there's some tensions, it could be at work or it could be in the church, I would be writing. When I feel my body is rushing, my heartbeat is rushing, things are changing in my system. I would be writing my feelings on the paper. 
I'll be writing that I'm, I'm getting angry now. Um, because when I'm reading what I'm talking about, then I begin to regulate that. Because many times when you don't write what you are feeling in this hot debate, you find that many times the self will come up and explode. And the moment it explodes, there's no reversal of the words you, are, you have said. So I think basically let us, let us allow God to help us when self is, is pushing for um, to, to speak. Yeah, thank you so much. We, we also have a question from uh, uh, Sandy Leguebu. Before Muruti here reads it for us, um, we would also want to have a few words from, uh, um, you know, your first lady at home. Um, maybe she might want to just say something or maybe greet us or, or anything like that. Then we can get to the question that Mr. Guebu has asked. Uh, Pastor Kaka. Good evening, brethren. Hey, good evening. Uh, um, it's, a, it's, it's an honor and a privilege for me to say something. It's not really a question, but a comment to say, we need to always understand as couples that uh, no matter how many years you've been together with your spouse, they can never read your mind. So it's very important that we communicate again and again. Communication is the currency of marriage. So if you want to be able to go back to a place where you are able to bring harmony in your home, communicate that. Speak about what you have not done well and ask each other how you can do it better. Communicate because you can decide by yourself to say, I'm going to do better. And yet you have not communicated it to your, to your spouse. They won't even know that now you've started doing better. So communication is the currency. Speak your mind. They will never read your mind no matter how many years you are together, speak mm. so that they can know where you are at now. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Pastor Nkata, for such a, uh, a wonderful word. Uh, most of the time, as, as years go by, we, thinking, we think that you know, our partner uh, knows it all. But they thank you for reminding us that you, we can't they can't read our minds. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Um, I'm just gonna read the question from Sandy. It says, Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Nkata, for the powerful lesson. My question would be, what advice would you give uh, especially to the young couples where the marriage is now competing with technology? Uh, in the house, both partners are on their phones and hence no time for each other. What would be your advice, Doctor? Thank you. Well, Pango, you can help because you're, you, you're dealing with technology. <laughs> Joe, you can jump in and, and try to solve that. Pumzira, you can also help. I think it's a challenge. It, it is a big challenge. It's not something small, especially uh, in today's world. Um, you see, our children, they, they may not have bread, but once Wi-Fi is not there in the house, it's a challenge. They would just say, good Wi-Fi, but, but food is there. Why? So it's a challenge with couples as well. 
I think we need to regulate. We need to find a way of putting some of these gadgets away. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Put the gadgets away and have family time. We have seen people going to a hotel or to eating place. They are all on the WhatsApp. They are busy chatting. But we thought we are coming here to meet, to eat together. No, it's now the world is, is, is confusing us. I think, Joe, would you come in Pango? Would you come in Pumzile? How do we manage that? No, definitely, definitely. I, I, I like what you said, uh, Doctor, that we need to regulate. We need to put some processes in place. Um, that's that's the only way. So for me, generally speaking, um, I normally don't answer calls um, unless really I really have to, and I understand what it is about. Particularly when I'm with people or I'm meeting, um, maybe I can afford to do that um, at times. But you know, being married to a pastor is also a little bit difficult because you never know who's calling and what need they have and so forth. So sometimes it's a little bit difficult also when you are even on honeymoon, on honeymoon or on holiday or something like that. Um, it's, it, you know, the phone is one thing that can get you to find that you're working almost all the time, um, you know, whether talking to people or something like that. So I think agreeing about it, say that there is time for everything, there's time to put the phone away, there's time to put the phone on silence, um, there's time for us to talk uh, as a family, and there's a time for us to engage. We are having teenagers at home, so you know, at times they would want to use their own earphones to listen to whatever they want to listen to whenever they want to. So, but there are times that we say that, no, it's time that we listen to this as a family, it's time for us to talk, um, and, and we bond. So, but it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge that is there. And without strict monitoring and, and, and managing it and being frank with one another. Um, and like I said, Pastor Nkata was saying that without communication, um, you know, we, we, we're not going to be able to, to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to add on that, I think uh, it's something that we need to deliberately uh, do as couples. As much as when you pray, you put, on your, you put your phone on silence or you put your phone away, uh, we must deliberately give um, our spouses time wherein we put our phones away and, and talk. We normally uh, encourage uh, also couples to say daily when your partner is coming back from work, give each other five to ten minutes wherein you debrief, you talk about your day and uh, you put your phones away, you listen to your partner's, uh, to your partner's emotions and what, what they are going through and uh, that that can also help you to bond mm. and to have a day in, in a week where you just date your partner and um, look each other in the eyes. Because, you know, sometimes we can make marriage uh, a business where we are talking about, did you pay um, school fees? Did you pay mm. this mm. and this needs that? And then we always talk about uh, the things that, that work. Marriage becomes work instead of reminding each other uh, about um, where where you come from, how you fell in love, and you still say to your partner, "I still love you," 
um, you know, just to date each other, and you know, once a week, and mm-hmm. and forget about uh, issues at home, and just be with each other. I think that can also help because we are living in a time of technology. We need to just deliberately put it aside so we can bond. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, no th- thank you so much. Um, and I see we also have uh, uh, Rev Mdaka, um, who has also been married for 30 years. So he says that he can truly relate with the content. I think as we are wrapping up, before we go back to uh, Dr. Nkaka for the final words, maybe we might just also open up to Rev Mdaka to, yeah, to say something, then we can end to Rev Mdaka and close. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hi, hi. We can hear you, Rev. Yes, thanks for thanks for having me on this program. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't have actually anything to say, um, save to say, um, we we under load shedding now. Uh, I'm actually losing my data because the Wi-Fi could not work. But we were seated together with my wife and listening to the presentation. And basically, we we relate much with um, the, what Dr. Nkata has just said, particularly when it comes to communicating. And I was actually quickly thinking of a situation where pride creeps in uh, into the marriage, yeah. where either one of the spouses or both of them decide not to talk over an issue. And the, the reason being that I don't want this one to realize how weak I am on this matter. Mm. Mm. So, and you will find that maybe after a day or so, you ask any one of the two um, why they're not in speaking terms with each other. You are most likely going to find that um, <clears throat> if not both of them, but one of them has actually even forgotten why they have reached that point. They can't even remember the kind of argument that they had, which led to uh, what people normally call um, voicemail, where you call and someone does not respond. So <laughs> it's a sad moment, but all the same, I would like to say um, congratulations to the Paco family for this wonderful presentation, as well as to Dr. Nkata for um, giving time to come and, and share this experience with us and the verses will keep in mind. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sheriff We appreciate that, um, uh, Dr. Nkata. Well, uh, for, for, for us, I think it's just a thank you for the opportunity. Um, I, we are humbled. Thank you, uh, the panels, for the creative mode of communication that you have put in place to help a lot of couples not only in South Africa, but across. And for that, we are so humbled and grateful to you. Continue doing this. You will be in our prayers and we will support your work. We will support your work because we know what is intended is. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of this tonight and God bless. Thank you. Yeah, 
Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate your time um, and we appreciate the sacrifices and, and everyone who has been able to join in tonight and those who will be viewing. Um, we, we will only do this as long as it's helping people, as long as it's adding value. So as long as people are attending, it encourages us uh, to continue. Uh, so we truly appreciate that. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I think uh, Mr. Powell said it all. Uh, we're just going to uh, have time of prayer just to uh, thank the Lord for this wonderful time and, and see you again next month. And we we hope that the Lord will help us to continue to do this work. Thank mm. you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Mr. Paul just to close uh, in prayer for us. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for encouraging us and for showing us that the secret to successful, happy marriage um, is the absence of selfishness and is the presence of love. But if we love, we will be like you because you so love the world that you gave, that you sacrificed, that you were not selfish, but you sacrificed everything you had uh, so that we could have a successful relationship with you, that we, should, we, we could call you our Father and come into your presence and have a perfect relationship with you. We appreciate the example that you have set for us. And Lord, all the nuggets that we have had tonight um, which are there to help us, to assist us that, you know, the God's way is always better than the world's way. The world will always be saying, put number one first, you know, put your, your, your desires first. Um, and, and that never works. But what truly works is your words because your ways based on your word are superior. They're the best in the long term mm-hmm. to ensure successful marriage. So we thank you for encouraging us that put aside selfishness and um, communicate with your partner and all the wonderful things that you have taught us and also the challenges that we are going through um, as people living in this day and age, the challenges of technology, challenges of um, inflation, recession, and, and so forth. We are grateful that you are our father, you are our shepherd, our protector, our provider that you meet our needs. You always open doors for us. You always provide for us more than what we can ever imagine. We pray for all the families represented here. You know the needs that they have. We pray that God use your mighty power to meet their needs spiritually, meet their needs financially, meet their needs and give them peace and rest and harmony in their marriages and happiness, God, because it's tough at times to be happy when your needs are not met. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that let there be love in marriages. Let there be success Mm -hmm. and prosperity because you are the God who has ordained these marriages. We commit them unto your hands. We surrender them unto you, O God, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. See you last Tuesday of next month. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Amen.